Today's episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast on the Good Lion Podcast Network is brought to you by our good friends at Expositors Collective. Expositors Collective looks to train and equip a new generation of Bible teachers. They're pretty similar to what we're doing here. They're good friends and they're doing really good work training up more Bible teachers. They do this in two main ways. They do these intense training weekends, conferences that they hold all over the U.S., and they're hoping to go international with them as well. Experienced Bible teachers give really focused, practical talks. There are group leaders that walk people through teaching exercises, help them apply the messages they've uh, given in those groups. Those leaders are able to give really helpful instant feedback. I haven't been able to go to one of these weekends, but I have had friends who had that absolutely loved them. That called me so excited about the things that were going on at those conferences. It's a great way to learn how to teach the Bible. Expositors Collective also has a weekly podcast that's on our Good Lion Podcast Network. It's a mix of audio from those main sessions so that if you can't make one of those weekends, you can still gain from what's going on there. They have interviews with Bible teachers. They have seminary professors. They give tons of advice on how sermon prep works and all sorts of considerations to have for your Bible teaching. Their next conference is going to be in San Diego on April 5th and 6th. And if that's interesting to you or if the podcast is interesting to you, head over to their website, expositorscollective.com. There's tons of great stuff. They're doing really good work training up new Bible teachers. We're just trying to keep pace with them. So here's Calm Trues. Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode focuses on preaching to your people. Sometimes in teaching the Bible, we say great things about God that don't really hit the people in front of us. This episode is designed to help you think about your people, the ones God has put right in front of you to help your messages connect with them. Let's dive in. I think we all know that feeling when you're sitting in a Bible teaching and the person sharing the word is just going way over your head. They're saying all sorts of things that sound great, that seem biblical, that are probably true. You feel all of those things while they're going on, but the one thing you really know is that you are not getting it and it is not making sense to you. You can take a Bible teaching that's filled with incredible things that don't relate to you, and sure, you're glad you heard it, I guess, but you don't leave any different. You don't leave changed. We've had those experiences where we've listened to teachers that don't seem like they're getting us, and we leave those teachings thinking, that won't be me. I'm going to make sure that I'm not teaching way over people's heads. I'm going to make sure that I'm really connecting every time. And then, unfortunately, we go and we do the exact same thing. We end up preaching good stuff that isn't for the people in front of us. Here's one thing I've really struggled with as I've learned to teach the Bible, just because something is interesting to me doesn't mean it's interesting to the people in front of me. Just because it's interesting in mainstream Christianity in general, or it's a conversation our culture is having, it doesn't mean that the people in front of me 
are wrestling with that conversation, are working through the implications of the ideas that mainstream media or whatever finds really interesting. Even one of the things I've had to learn is that just because something is in the text doesn't mean it has to make it into the message. Now, I'm not saying that we should skip over major points in a Bible text or that we should just kind of come up with our own ideas based from the text, but we're looking to preach messages that change lives. And so that doesn't mean that you open the Bible and say everything you know about it or everything that could possibly be said about a verse and just kind of move on from there. Just because it's the question you're asking, it doesn't mean it's the question that hits the people in front of you. We need to start with this. And this is something I feel like I'm always coming back to, but is worth always coming back to. The big goal of teaching is life transformation. The big goal of teaching is watching the people in front of you live more like Jesus. And think about this. For change to happen in a person's life, for you to be an instrument God uses bringing change into people's lives, you first need to understand those people. You need to understand what they're going through, what's going on in their lives, what are their daily experiences, what are the things that they're facing. We can have all of these ideas of what Christians in general are going through, and we can completely miss the point of the people in front of us. We can miss the things that they're going through, the things that they are looking to understand. It starts with this. It starts with putting your own desires aside. One of the great problems we can have in Bible teaching is that we're selfish. We're focused on what we want. I know for me, it is easy to view teaching as a form of self-expression. For many people who are in church ministry, they're surrounded by musicians. Maybe you got into church ministry because you served in the worship ministry and because you played music or you were surrounded by other people that were trying to put words and sounds together, whether it's writing or music or whatever it happens to be. And even if we're not in that community, we know that when we look at art and when we look at movies and different artists of different types, one of the main goals they seem to have is expressing themselves. And sometimes we view a teaching as a form of self-expression. We follow along this artistic trend of anything I produce must symbolize me or something like that. And really good teaching is, I think, in many ways an art, but in so many ways is a service. It's you looking to come alongside them. You know, a chef can look at a dish they're making as a form of art, but ultimately it needs to serve the people that it's being given to. It needs to feed them and nourish them and and sustain them. And there are different personal things that you can get from a chef. But ultimately, that chef is serving the person at the table. And that's kind of the way we need to look at teaching. We can have our own desires and our own ideas and all that type stuff. But really, we are servants. And we need to give the people in front of us what they need. And one of the things to remember is we're not there just to say a bunch of correct things. We should be preaching truth, obviously. That's not something that I'm going back on. We should be preaching the truth of the Bible. However, we're not just there to say a bunch of true things. If we were there just to say a bunch of things that are true, you could just open a history textbook and read it. 
You could just open a science textbook and read it. All that stuff is going to be true. Like you're going to say true things that are meaningful and real and all that type stuff. But we're not looking to just speak truth. We're looking to apply truth to people's lives. We're not having them finish a message and say, wow, everything they said was correct and accurate. Like, yeah, you should hope for that. But you're looking to do more than just that. The fact that you've said true things or things that feel true for you or things that express who you are, that doesn't mean you've served your people. It doesn't mean you've helped them understand anything. And so we need to really focus on following what our people need. Now, let me give one big caveat, though. This does not mean that you should look to give in to your people. Some preachers and teachers will get into the habit of, if my people aren't excited by something, I won't teach it to them. I want them to be really excited every time I teach the Bible. Well, some of your teachings are kind of like the vegetables at dinner. You didn't want them, but you know they're good for you. They don't feel the best going down or whatever. They don't seem like the most fun and exciting thing, but they need that too. I'm not telling you just tell your people what they want to hear. Sometimes your people are wrong. Sometimes they need to be corrected. Sometimes they need to be challenged. Sometimes they need to be rebuked. I know that one of the things I've learned from my pastor and I've really held on to in listening to his teaching and in the way that I read the Bible for myself, he would always say the thing he most feels when he reads the Bible is rebuked. The thing he most often feels is convicted and corrected. That's what the Bible's there to do. It's here to show us where we're wrong. It's here to change us more and more into the image of Jesus. So don't shy away from telling your people when they're wrong. Don't shy away from giving them what they need. But what I am trying to say is just because you want it doesn't mean that they need it. And that comes through a few ways, and some of them are probably obvious. One of the things you need to make sure you're doing is talk with your people about their lives. We can get into the mode where as teachers, we think we are the speakers. We are the ones who need to share things. And really, if we're going to speak, we need to make sure we're really good at listening. We need to make sure that we're hearing out their lives. You know, one thing is just it's good ministry. If you're just talking with people, sometimes you'll be amazed. You just talk with people and you hear them out and you don't say much back to them and they feel entirely helped and they feel completely respected and heard and listened to and it actually helps them process and changes them. And you think, well, I didn't really do anything here. And that's okay. That's fine. Sometimes you're just doing really good ministry when you listen to people. But the side benefit of you listening to your people is you're going to be better able to teach them. You're going to know some of the stuff they're going through. You're going to know some of the things that they have going on in their lives. And it's not that you're going to call out different things. You know, you're not going to say, oh, I was talking to Jim one day and he was telling me about this sin he's struggling with. Like, you're not going to do that. And, you know, we'll touch a little bit on that in a second. It's not that you're going to do that as much as you're going to be aware of where your people are. You know, if you're shaping people, like we've said, you need to know your starting point. You need to know where people are if you're going to point them in the right direction. I can tell you my house is east from your house, but I can only say that if I actually know where your house is. It might be west. It might be south. It might be north. It could be all these different things. If you don't know where your people are starting, you can't really point them towards Jesus effectively. So you really need to think through the needs of your people. 
you need to not teach hypothetical Christians. You need to teach the Christians who are right in front of you. So just ask yourself, what age range are you teaching? And obviously, if you're in a youth group, your age range is really well-defined. But if you're not in a youth group, churches still generally tend to skew one way or another. You know, who are the specific people that are sitting in front of you? What specific challenges have happened in your church recently? What problems are you guys looking to overcome? What desires do you have as a church? What are some of the things you're looking to get into your people? What are some of the bigger problems that you've encountered? You know, one of the things about preaching to your people is you need to be a real person in front of them. And so even ask yourself, what are some of the big struggles that you've gone through? What are some of the things you've shared with people? What are some of the things that you have worked through with different people? Like all that stuff really, really matters. Now, you want to be very careful. This is a super big point. You do not want to call out specific people. You do not want to call out specific situations. There may be times where there's like a pretty well-known story in your church or there's people that are relatively well-known who have this great story, this great illustration, this great thing that you want to speak specifically to. Never speak about it from the pulpit before you speak to them directly. Make sure that they're cool with the fact that you're going to share their story. Because if you're preaching to specific people, part of that is you're hopefully going to preach them again and again and again. You're going to keep teaching them. You want to keep that respect built up with them. And if you're not calling out their specific stuff, it's going to be a lot easier for them to keep coming and listening to your teaching, knowing that you have their best interests at heart. So let's get practical. What are some really easy things you can start applying today that will help you preach specifically to your people? First thing I'd say is this. Let your people determine how much you teach. It's easy to just want to go on forever. You know, there's the old Spurgeon quote where if he said, if you want me to teach for two hours, I'm ready to go right now. If you want me to teach for an hour, I need about a day so I can figure out what to cut. If you want me to teach for half an hour, I need to know like three or four days in advance. And if you want me to teach for five minutes, I'm going to need two weeks. The hard part for us as Bible teachers is teaching shorter. It's cutting things from our messages. And a lot of it is because when you're on stage and you're teaching things that seem deep and are real and are genuinely in the passage, you just feel good as you're doing it. And as you finish, you you sit back and you say, wow, I got a lot of things into that message. This was really good. But you can go too deep or use too much. And suddenly all the good things you say, they fade into this mush that just kind of falls out of your people's brains. Like they heard it, but they weren't really there for it. And it didn't really make sense to them. You can teach too much and make all of your teaching ineffective. You will find that if you teach only to the level of how long your people can take teaching, you'll actually get more done with them. More will get retained. More will make sense to them. uh, More will stick with them, and they'll be able to quote it back to you, and they'll be able to use it in their daily lives. All of that stuff goes a lot farther with people when you're only giving them what they can take at any given time. So let your people determine how much you teach And in many cases, how long you teach for. Second thing I would say, be as present in the room as possible. 
So we have all watched Bible teachers who have written their notes out and simply read them. And there's some people where they're manuscript preachers and they write the whole thing out, but then they're very active and engaged in the room. That's not what I'm talking about. There are people where they write everything out and then they just stand there scared and they read. And it becomes very easy to feel with those people, oh, they're not, they don't really care about me right now. They're not teaching me right now. They're just serving their notes. They're just trying to get stuff out. Like they're just trying to say things and just get it out there, you know, so that they can feel like they did it. You know, eye contact is huge when you're trying to connect with people. Body language is huge. Adding, bringing energy, you know, all of these different things, they really matter when it comes to connecting with people. The other thing is before you're teaching, it's very easy to just kind of get in your own zone and kind of just get into your own head and kind of say, I need to make sure that I'm in the right headspace. I need to make sure that I'm ready for this. All that's great. And then after you're teaching, you're tired and you just kind of want to like fade away and not always be around people. Hang out before and after. See that time of being around your people as part of your teaching ministry because it lets them see you as a person. You know, people don't want you to just be a talking head. They want you to be a person they walk through life with. And when you are as present in the room as you can possibly be, when you are with the people, when you're really showing them the only difference between you and me is I have this task to go do that happens to take place on a stage. When you can show them that, people are much more willing to hear your teaching and you connect with them on a much more personal level. And the last thing I'll say for this episode, welcome feedback from your people. Now, it's easy when you teach to just listen to the good feedback. There are people that will be nice to you. They will compliment you. And they will sometimes genuinely mean it. Most of the time, I think they will genuinely mean it. They're trying to be nice and supportive, and they really do like the things that you said. But sometimes you need to push past that and get into the real. If you're getting feedback from people and all of their feedback is good, then their feedback is not really helpful for anything except encouragement. Now, you need that. You need to be encouraged as a Bible teacher, but you also need to be encouraged to push beyond where you are right now. So find people that are going to tell you the real stuff. Find people who are going to tell you when you're boring, when you lost them, when you were confusing, when the way you structured that message wasn't helpful. You know, find people that are going to give you the stuff that's actually going to help you grow. You're going to need to hear that. And then when you create that space for them, don't get mad at them when they tell you what you need to hear. Don't get mad. Don't blame them. You're the one that taught the bad message. Like, you're the one that made that harsh feedback necessary. Like, it's all part of growing. You know, you need to hear that stuff. You need to hear from people that are listening to you what they are thinking about it. And it's not even so much that they are the bar of good versus bad Bible teaching. It's not like you're trying to use them as the gold standard of what constitutes a good message. But if you're getting the feedback from the people that you're teaching, then you know how they're responding to you. You know, you know that you're not going way over their head if they're telling you, no, all of that really did make sense. You know when you are going over their head, when they tell you, hey, that was really a lot and that was tough to kind of get all of that. You need to hear all of that stuff from them. Ultimately, remember, you are a servant of those people. And the more that you can hear from them and the more that you can relate with them personally, 
outside of your teaching, the more your teaching is going to connect with them each and every time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe so you can stay notified as new episodes come out. We have new episodes coming out every Monday for the next couple months. If you like what you're hearing and you think that other people will be blessed by it, tell your friends. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at First Time Bible Teacher for episode art video clips and more info about where this podcast is headed. You can also, if you're interested in content like this, you can go to goodlion.io. This podcast is part of the Good Lion Podcast Network, and there are tons of great shows looking to encourage you and help you walk the way of Jesus. God bless you in your teaching. We'll see you next time.